Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm your host Tony speaking. Joining us tonight, we got Clint in Ireland and Vance here in Nashville, Tennessee. How you guys doing? How's it going? Is it weird if I say I'm tired? That's kind of all I say anymore, isn't it? Like I said, you need a t-shirt that has that on it. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I was talking to Amy when we went to lunch today and uh, you're you were uh, one of our topics of the discussion. I said, "Clint now feels like a parent. He knows what it's <laughs> like now. I'm tired. Yep, welcome right. to parenthood." When right. I uh when I was working there was one of the guys that was a peer who would always be leaving and he's like, "Oh, I got to go pick up the girls and I got to take one to swim practice and I got to take the other to math practice or whatever and it's like then I'm going to do this and that this is I'm like dude you've already been here for a full shift and you're just talking about going to your next shift like I always was mesmerized by it just the amount that he's working with these kids and it's like I would literally just not even go to the grocery store when I left work because I would be too tired I would just go home and sit on my couch and this dude's like living a whole other life as a parent that he would tell me about. So, yeah, I guess I, I got the tiniest little taste of that. And it's, uh, you know, just reminding me that I made the right choice by not having kids. Vance, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, had to work this morning, but we are here and I'm looking forward to the looking forward to uh, tonight's episode. We're going to jump in real quick with episode two of Star Wars and um what our opinions were of that. And uh, I want to give a, yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, Wolf City Games who sent us a message about Star Wars and the Bubba Fett series that we're watching. And he's like us, he's anticipating it to, you know, get better. <laughs> because so far we're two episodes in, uh, not uh, getting a sense of really where the show is going after the second episode. Uh, what do you think, Vance? Um, I think that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for it to turn the corner. Um, and I have to deprogram my mind because, like, a lot of you know of the episodes that we have been re- reviewing and talking about, they have been, you know, six episodes from um, you know, the Marvel series and stuff like that. So this one's probably gonna be a little longer, maybe not too much longer, maybe like nine or ten. But uh, yeah. So I have to remember to you know, slow the pace down mentally and let it progress. Cause right now I'm just like waiting for it to turn the corner, you know? Yeah. Clint, what do you think? So my first thing with this episode was that it was so much longer than the first one. And I noticed that like before it even started, cause the first one was like 40 something minutes. And this one I think was like 59 or like nearly an hour long. And like one of my first thoughts after finishing it was they should have made that a 40 minute episode. <laughs> like, there was so much stuff in there that it was just, it seemed completely unimportant as far as telling the story to me. And uh, I thought it was a lot better than the first episode, but I still just, the, the the extra time that they took with that episode just seemed completely unnecessary to me. Like I, I realized that like at the end of it, they, t- they already told the story, right? It, it's the episode is, is might as well be done at that point. And I'm sitting there and I'm just reading my phone and I'm like, why? why what are they still doing like they're still doing stuff they're still like kicking around on the screen and doing whatever and i just thought it's they're wasting my time you know it seems like they're not getting to their point and what you're saying too like we're still kind of trying to figure out what this series is going to give us um i don't really know because i don't really know much about star wars so it's like i'm just 
here as a, you know, an interested third party or whatever that has no kind of background info. And I'm just trying to find out like, what are they, what, what is the story they're telling? Because it's like, oh, he's taking this thing over and it's coming back and it's, you know, a flashback of this and that. And I don't know. I hate when they're, maybe it's just because I don't know the storyline and them jumping all over it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm following it, I think, because they've made it pretty easy to follow, but I just don't see the point of it at this, at, at, at where we are now. It just seems like there's just, it's a lot of extra that I don't right. think is really bringing anything to the I, table. I, I mean, yeah, I see their story, but why does he want to be the head of this crime syndicate? I mean, what, what, what is the motivation there? Why? Because he went from bounty hunter to all of a sudden, and he wants to be in charge of everything. But I'm like, I'm not getting a sense of why, why he's making that choice to well, do when, that, especially when he's, when he's going up against the huts. You know, we saw. That's what I was gonna say. We saw, well, when he was going against those huts, he said that he killed the guy that ruled it. So now he rules it. So is it by accident? that he's in charge of it now because he just killed the dude. So he gets the rights to it. Or did he purposely kill that guy to take control of it? You know, that, that was a kind of just along where your questions are with it. Like he mentioned that he mentioned how he became the boss of that area or whatever, but not necessarily why. So, and we've also heard him say, and I can't remember the timeline, but it goes, I'm no bounty hunter. Right. But then that is what he's supposed to be known for is being a bounty hunter. So where is that timeline? Is it he's not a bounty hunter when he's taking over this and he leaves being the boss of this or loses this position and then goes and becomes a bounty hunter? Like, do we have are there answers to any of those questions or is that just we'll find out? Right. Well, we're spending I mean, we're, we're getting the majority of the episode is the flashback to where he's with the uh, the sand people and, you know, they they spoilers uh, in case you don't know but you know they have a an issue with a train that's going through their territory and he helps resolve it um so the majority episode is dealt with that him gaining more freedom more respect with that tribe of sand people and like uh we also see like him after the successful uh way he dealt with the situation how he's kind of like elevated within the tribe and given like a symbol of, you know, a rite of passage or something for the warrior warriors. I'm assuming, uh, with the, uh, with the weapon, but you know, the majority of the episode is that story. And I can only guess that the mo that that has to do with the motivation of why he is wanting to do what he is in the, in the present time in the storyline, as far as being head of the crime syndicate, who, from what we gather, is a very powerful person, right? I mean, more powerful even than the local, you know, mayor, supposedly. Um, sure. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing there's some sort of tie-in with, you know, he he's trying to do something for maybe the local people. I don't know that that he owes a debt to or something. Uh, I'm not sure. So. Um, so we've basically had two episodes with the majority of it being with the sand people. So I'm, I'm guessing that the motivation lies somewhere within that. We just haven't, we're just waiting for them to bring it together. Yeah. Cause I'm still like waiting on 
you know, like this, uh, like I haven't seen anything, let's say, from him that would make me be afraid. I'm like, oh, is this Bubba Fett the bounty hunter? Like, ooh, like, you know, like the way that, um, even while in the suit and stuff like that, like, I mean, you know, the way that, uh, you know, the other Wookiee, well, the black Wookiee, you know, like looked at him like, you know, he, he's, he's ready, ready for battle because he's also a bounty hunter. So, you know, you figure it's like, um, you know, I'm just waiting for them to evolve the character or like wake the character up, you know, because like you said, like with the whole train thing and the whole him making his own weapon, you know, like I just didn't get that tie in to the story because especially when it's almost like you don't know, you know, I mean, since they don't speak, speak English or whatever, it's like, you don't really know the di the dialogue that's going on. Like, especially like the whole thing with the, you know, with the, with the snail, I mean, with the little lizard going into his nose and, you know, make him have like hallucinations and stuff like that. And, you know, he's like, well, let me see the tree branch. Okay. So what was important about the branch that he brought back? You know, so like if he brought back, I think a, that was branch or, you know, I think it was like, the rite of passage for like their tribe. Right. So like uh, every it could be like every youth or every young dude or every warrior or whatever has that lizard up the nose, you know, scenario. And it is, you know, it said the lizard's going to guide you. So it guided him to that branch or whatever. Right. But like. Uh, so that is obviously like his right of passage. So it's like it, now he's a part of the sand people or whatever. But why do I care about that? And how is that part of him being? Isn't he, Vance? Is he the greatest bounty hunter in the universe or something? Isn't like that his shtick? Is that he's supposed to be like phenomenally awesome? He is supposed to be awesome. I mean, how? I don't know. I mean, I would have to do like some deep research because right now. So all right. So the show just came out. So if if you're pretty much you're just seeing this for the first time, if you're not, you know, a Star Wars guru, and this is your first two episodes of introduction to Bubba Fett, it's like you probably stop watching the show at this point. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, you know, yeah. because, I, you know, I was I was checking and it's like, you know, like I was telling Tony, like when he's going through through different movements and stuff, it's like he's just like the actor itself is just like really stiff. And I look he's he's 61 and it's like I'm I'm not believing his acting right now. I'm just not. I mean, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, with the. With the Mandalorian, like it was just different. It's like the fight scenes, the shoot scenes, they were believable. You're like, man, they're really in that battle. But him, it's like, especially like when the guy was um teaching him how to hold the stick and stuff. I mean, he just looks so stiff. And I'm like, you're a bounty hunter. Like, to be a good fighter, you have to have good movement. And he just doesn't have it for me. So I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to be patient. You know, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch all the episodes and I'm going to tune in. But right now, I'm just like, 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 yeah. Hey, Vance, to your point, he, so we're watching him train and it's like, it's his skill is all over the place. So like when he's fighting this guy and he's learning how to use these like stick things, um, he's worthless and useless, right? But then he goes to like that bar full of people and steals all those you know, whatever the motorcycle type things, like the hovercraft, whether they are, right. and just annihilates everyone, no problem. And it's like, right. wait, so you're that awesome already before before this because you knew you could do it. Oh, I'll be back. 
I'll be back by morning. Right? But, <laughs> right. Like, but, are but you this dude is with, just uh, Keanu Reeves yeah. voice on and everything. You know, like a Christian Bell Batman voice. I'll be back. Yeah, it is my Batman voice, by the way. Yeah. Don't. Hey, listen. You don't want to be around if I bring out the cowboy voice. All right. That's all I'm saying. But no. So what is it with this guy? Is he is he supposed to be like super hardcore? Like he walks into the bar and just annihilates everybody, slams his shot of whiskey or whatever that takes multiple of these high speed things to 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 show them how to use it. Like they know how to break it apart, but they don't know how to drive it. That seems ridiculous. But He's already a hardcore fighter, right? But this guy's annihilating him. So why didn't that guy just go into the bar and steal that stuff from them? Man, like, why? Look, that you was know? questionable. That was questionable. Episode one, like, like you said, like, okay, you beat up these people. You can't beat this dude, but you can kill, you know, a sand monster, you know, yeah. with chain. But you can't beat this dude with a stick. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, we know about Bubba Fett's like martial arts skills, abilities with weapons. You would assume that they would be pretty good, right? Since he's this great uh, bounty hunter. But in his own words, he wants to rule with respect, right? Not you know through fear or or manipulation. He wants people to respect him. I don't get how you're going to get the respect of him saying like you have to show that you're capable of something better than everybody. Like you got to outsmart other people. You You have to lay plans backflips. Right. You, or either be the greatest fighter or be the greatest strategist or just be dirty. The dirtiest guy. Right. It's like, he's so middle of the road with his approach, but he wants people to respect him. Like, I don't, I just don't know how that's, that's going to happen because his, his character is so average the way he's playing it. Right. Can I just bring a little fun fact in real quick about being dirty to win? Uh, former UFC star, Dan Henderson, Hollywood Hindo, they'd call him. Um, to get an advantage when he would fight people in the UFC, he would not shower for like two weeks before he'd get in there and it's grappling and wrestling and everything. And uh, apparently it was just so disgusting being that close to his body. Like while he's on top of you and holding you down, like people would literally just tap out because the smell was so horrible. Like <laughs> that dude brought be a dirty, <laughs> a dirty fighter to a whole new level. Like Boba right. Fett's got nothing on him. I mean, they're showing in a show how he's earning the respect of the same people. They are showing that, and obviously, he's going to try and bring that same approach to his his right, role but, in on uh, as a, a crime lord. Right. See, but but just, just to Clint's Clint's point, it's like you know when he said he was going to go to the bar, he knew what his skill set was. He knew what he was capable of. So that's what I am going to go to the bar. I would be back by Sunday morning, you know? <laughs> but if you remember back to the Mandalorian, when he went to go get his Mandalorian suit, he approached the Mandalorian like he knew he could take the Mandalorian. So it was like, you still can't beat this one guy. And this one guy, I'm pretty sure it doesn't have, you know, this superb, like, you know, like he's just like Master Yoda with the skill set. So, you know, like I said, like it's flashes of I can break somebody off. I can break off a couple people. But this one dude, you know, 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not convinced yet. Not, 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 not convinced that he's, uh, he's, his greatness is there. Vance, there's a bunch of nerds behind keyboards right now, just like furiously typing about what idiots we are and how, you know, George Lucas would be so upset with these quote unquote fans, you know, don't understand Boba Fett at all. Well, look, we're not talking about the the the, the whole history of we talk about these two episodes. That's what we're talking about. So blame the writers. Don't blame us. The best part in this particular episode was the appearance of that uh, Wookiee bounty hunter, right? What's his name? Black uh, Christensen? Yeah, Black Christensen or BK is what they call him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that was the best. That just, he did, and he didn't even say anything. He just walked out from behind that litter, just gave the crazy eye to uh, Bubba Fett. <laughs> it's like, Okay. Right. right. He talked about he want to rule with respect. Look, if you put him and uh, BK side by side, the people is going to respect BK faster. All right. Because they fear him. <laughs> fear breeds respect. All right. You know, just like he's trying to be all nice. And then you got the mayor, you know, trying to take his head off. You know, and I'm just like. But but the mayor wasn't trying to take his head off. Right. Like, oh, right. 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 And that's like a whole thing. True. Yeah. Right. Well, see, from the first episode, I thought it was the lady from, you know, the lady that ran the little the little lounge. That's who I thought sent the people. Yeah. I don't know, dude. You know. I, I'm just like, I, I think it's, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't care. I'm really giving it my best shot. I'm trying to be open to it. I'm just, this is just not a, like, a, I would not be watching it if not for you gentlemen and us deciding that we were going to talk about it. Like, um, I might have watched the first one. Um, I definitely would not be watching it week to week. I might wait till it was done or something and try to like power through it or something to just see what happens. But I don't know, man, they, they really haven't done anything to win me at this point. Right. And maybe for the super fans, like they are, they might be loving it. Um, might be, but I do know when I looked on the internet, I think I might've even sent some in our group text. Um, it seems like people were not very happy with the series so far. Like, and I think even the ratings of it on the, uh, Tony, have you checked Rotten Tomatoes? I, I, like, I think it was not good, like in the 60s or 70s, um, right. at least the first well, So far, I mean, we're missing those, like those moments that are just, you know, you expect in Star Wars. Like, if you go back to the Mandalorian, there's humor there. There's, there, there you had the one guy that's always saying, uh, it is the way, right? And then we have, right. you know, Baby Yoda. And you know he's got the force, right? And you just waiting for him to show it, right? And the Mandalorian is like totally, uh, he didn't know anything about the force, which is crazy, right. but he doesn't. It's like, it's a forgotten religion in that part of the galaxy, apparently. And people with those abilities don't exist. And so when you see it, you know, used, you know, we know it exists in this, in this world, but those people, they don't, they don't know. And then they see it used, they're just like shock and awe, right? Like we're missing those moments in the show. Like even the funny moments, like uh, in when uh, Mandalorian uh, went to go retrieve Baby Yoda before he knew it was Baby Yoda, and they had that uh, uh, one robot that kept wanting to say he's going to activate the self destruct, and he and he's like, no, don't activate the self destruct constantly right. in their in the in the firefight they was in 
Like that was hilarious. Like mo like really cool moments like that. We just haven't gotten yet. Outside of, outside of uh, his right hand lady, you know, kicking the dude off the roof, which I expect, Phoenix. and to uh, and to the appearance of uh, the Wookiee bounty hunter, you know, those are cool moments. But you know, nothing yet has achieved, you know, what uh, the Mandalorian was able to achieve, you know, early on. So um, hopefully, uh, we start seeing. Uh, some of those uh, type things show up pretty soon. Yeah, cause um, and I think too, cause like I just checked the ratings on uh Rotten Tomatoes as a ninety three percent on the tomato meter, and then on the audience score it's a seventy four percent. And I think you have like, you know, two type of two type of people. You have people that are movie and TV shows, or I should say, visual Star Wars fans, and do you have the people who read the books, you know, comics and, you know, they're, you know, literature, Star Wars fans. So, you know, it's, you know, you, you can't please everybody because, you know, a show is only so much time, you know, so it's like, you know, you have those people who are looking at it from different aspects. So like, um, you know, Spider-Man, you know, like we think like this Spider-Man greatest, but then you have, like I was telling Tony, you have the people that actually keep up with the comic books and said that the amazing Spider-Man is actually the best representation of the comics. So I think that's what you have with Star Wars is like the people who feel like this is the best representation of the book series or, you know, literature. And these are people who like, you know, like me, I like the VHSs, you know what I'm saying? The ooh, Return of the Jedi, my favorite. My Let me favorite, get that Betamax. I think there's a chance too, like with these reviews on there, when it's the critic reviews that maybe they're just appreciating more technical things in it, you know, or like they have a better eye for it. And the audience is just a bunch of Neanderthals like us that are just like, I don't know, man, they didn't have any one liners and, you know, rotten. Um, I mean, their standards are a little different. You know, if, if a critic can look at it and say, wow, the cinematography, I really appreciate it. They did this thing, whatever. It's like, yeah, the store wasn't that good, but, you know, cinematography, awesome. So, yeah, fresh. Um, I'm curious because it's pretty polarizing. 90 plus for critics and 74 for uh, audience i feel like as in most things i'm more concerned with what the audience says because that is right. the people who are gonna likely share my viewpoint uh, more than likely i'd expect but <laughs> yeah right. i'm waiting dude uh you had to text me and ask me if i'd seen it this week uh, i don't even know what day like it, i think what what does it comes out wednesdays wednesdays yeah okay i'm gonna try to yeah. watch it like wednesday ish Got a lot awesome. going on, guys. Yeah, lot going on. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, but it's like I mean, from yeah, but Star Wars kind of it's kind of known for having like that phrase. You know what I'm saying? Like from Star Wars, it was use the force. You know, it's always use the force. And then with the Mandalorian, this is the way. You know, so you know, like Tony said, like there's like you you still don't have a catchphrase from you know like a, a lot of new shows come out and you know their classic one line is like people you hear you know, out in pop culture, they're repeating it. There's nothing worth repeating from this, uh, you know, life above Fett yet. But, you know, everybody was running around with a Mandalorian. This is the way. This is the way. You know, like even with, you know, Black Panther, everybody was doing the little, you know, the chest cross thing, whatever like that, you know, like Wakanda forever. You know, so it's, it's one line is a it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, even like uh, JQ and I, we watched the old CSI and Grissom, you know, like he has the best one-liners, you know, that always leads into a commercial, you know? So it's like those one-liners, like all, like almost always sell that show. Hey, Beasley. Hi, Beasley. I saw him walking behind you. Hey, Beasley always makes an appearance, y'all. He's, he's the mascot. He's the mascot show. Yes, we're actually, uh, for Halloween, we're going to dress Beasley up as a Wookiee. He could be BK. We're gonna dress him up as BK. (laughs) Considering we've edited these out like a hundred percent of the time ever, that is Tony's dog, everybody. Beasley. Right. Am I gonna edit this one? I'm just gonna leave it in because that's just less work if I leave it in, right? (laughs) (laughs) Beasley BK. (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, I I don't know how many episodes is, but uh, let's get everybody's thoughts on on what episode do you think is going to turn the corner like it's going to be like aha what I'm... episode do y'all think is going to give that moment okay if it's only seven episodes i think it it should be earlier right like even wandavision was what was wandavision like nine or something like that but it's still the third one that they started turning around and the fourth one was good i expect um they added like 15 minutes to the second episode from the first one and i'm kind of hoping that that is to throw that stuff in there so that they can bring episode three and kind of gets concise and get ready and have that be the turning point not super confident in that but i would uh, that seems like a reasonable thing for me i would say if three doesn't bring it three could just be like a slower turn and then we get a good episode in four um at least for this series I, i would expect that um, but then there's also the chance that it's just kind of never gets better. But I would expect that three is probably going to be the best so far. And then four will probably be better than three. And then after that, just complete uh, no idea what we'd be looking at for the last ones. But that's at least my hope. I'm I, I'm still holding out that, that we're going to get some, some quality entertainment from this. I'm going to go with episode four. Because um, episode three... Episode three... I think it's going to be um, kind of like the decided factor of what has him leaving the same people. And I think four is going to be like him. Like I think four is going to be the, be the aha moment, but I think three is going to be probably the story of him kind of like leaving the same people, finding his way. So still like Clint said, still probably be a little slow, maybe one or two excitement scenes, but nothing really is going to turn the page. But I think four or five, Six and seven. Four is going to be the aha moment. Six is going to be slow until the last 15 minutes. Seven is going to bring it home. But four. I'm going four. Out of seven episodes, four is a halfway point, right? So I would say four is when we get our, that moment of that makes or breaks the show pretty much like gives us his motivation. But I think Vance had a good point in that. Uh, this next episode is probably going to be wrapping up these flashbacks he's had. So if it wraps this stuff up and then episode four is now we're in present day, because that's, that's how they do a lot of these. It's just like, Oh, here's a bunch of crap that happened in the past that no one really cares about, but like you have to know it, I guess like, or they feel like we need to know it, but if they can put all this flashback stuff behind us, and get into present world, we're finding out the stuff about the mayor and his assassins, you know, people and all that 
like if we get back to present day on episode four, I think that's going to be the turning point. Or even just when we get to present day, we stop farting around in the past. But yeah, I think that's probably a good point that Vance made is that uh, they got to wrap up the Sand People line or at least incorporate that, you know, show us why we're, we're learning about it. All right, that wraps up this episode of, of uh, our, our, our Star Wars Book of Bubba Fett discussion. We appreciate you guys dropping in and giving us a listen, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Got, got to say the name of the episode, of the show, Tony. Later. No. Got to say it really cool. No. Give us your best Batman impression. Good to game radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> can we have that in every episode please <laughs> can you can, can we stamp that on the end of the uh of the intro who are you <laughs> vance can you give us a uh, batman good to game radio good to game radio <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like I need a recola. Oh, we got to get our <laughs> Matrix version in. <laughs> right. right. Is that mine? Mine is the Matrix uh-huh. version? You're the Matrix version. <clears throat> okay, okay. Good to game radio. No, that was horrible. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Take two. Take two. Neo, Neo got a second chance. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing. My, my my laugh is too high pitched, guys. I can't go high than low. Okay. <laughs> That's what his voice sounds like in Matrix. <laughs> Good to game radio. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't finish it. <laughs> hey, he I'm has one of like her. little good little to game things. radio. <laughs> You're. Your radio is good to game. <laughs> good to game radio. <laughs> hey, Joker. Joker, have you heard this podcast? Good to game radio. <laughs> good to game radio. <laughs> gotta throw the name in, Tony. You gotta do that. And you gotta tell him <laughs> to look at us on the gram and uh, Facebook and on the podcast app and good game radio.com. All right, here we go, Clint. All right, folks, if you want to hear more of this iconic discussion, <laughs> just tune in here at good to game radio. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, Spotify, iTunes, whatever one you prefer to use, but we'll be right here talking these great topics and these sexy voices. <laughs> Catch you guys next week. Bye. Later. <laughs> hey, 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 Clint. Hey, hey. hey. As soon as, as soon as he started talking, I was about to say, "Is that your bedroom voice?" <laughs> <laughs>